0: Engaging sermons on the most urgent problem of our day, and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast, by Priests for Life.
1: After the man Adam had eaten of the tree, the Lord God called to the man and asked him, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden, but I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid myself. Then he asked, Who told you you were naked? You have eaten then from the tree of which I had forbidden you to eat. The man replied, The woman who you put here with me, she gave me fruit from the tree, and so I ate it. The Lord God then asked the woman, Why did you do such a thing? The woman answered, The serpent tricked me into it, so I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you shall be banned by all the animals and from all the wild creatures. On your belly shall you crawl and dirt shall you eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will strike at your head while you strike at his heel. The man called his wife Eve because she became the mother of all the living. The word of the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous deeds. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous deeds. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done wondrous deeds. His right hand has won victory for him, his holy arm. Sing Sing to the the Lord Lord, a new song, for he has done marvelous deeds. The Lord has made his salvation known. In the sight of the nations, he has revealed his justice. He has remembered his kindness and his faithfulness toward the house of Israel. Sing to the Lord Lord, a new song, for he has done done marvelous deeds. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation by God. Sing joyfully to the Lord all you lands. Break into song, sing praise. Sing to the Lord a new song, for He has done marvelous deeds. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavens, as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, to be holy and without blemish before Him. In love, He destined us for adoption to Himself through Jesus Christ, in accord with the favor of His will, for the praise of the glory of His grace that He granted us in the Beloved. In Him, we were also chosen, destined in accord with the purpose of the One, who accomplishes all things according to the intention of His will, so that we might exist for the praise of His glory, we who first hoped in Christ. The Word of the Lord. Thanks. Thanks.
0: Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Alleluia, Alleluia. will be called holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth your relative has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ.
0: Well, friends, we welcome you to this Mass. For the Solemnity of the Immaculate Conception, and we're about to expand our audience here, going live to our our uh, Instagram viewers, as well as to those of you joining us on uh, so many other platforms. So I thank you for taking the time to join us here at Priests for Life for a feast, that a Solemnity that tells us so much about who we are as a church and our relationship with Christ, and frankly, our relationship with sin. Because in these first chapters of the Bible, from which we read at the first reading today, God said, I will put enmity between you and the woman. He's talking to the devil. I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring and hers. I've often preached to you about God as the great divider. Here he is doing it again, placing very appropriate divisions between good and evil, between sin and grace, between truth and lies. And he said, this is a battle that will continue on through the ages between the offspring, the children of the devil, and the children of the woman. In other words, the human family. And he says, who will win this eternal struggle, he will strike at your head while you strike at his heel. Christ, in other words, crushing the head of the serpent. God has put enmity between us and sin. That's why, brothers and sisters, we should rejoice that this is the case, because what's the alternative? That we would be cozying up to sin. If there's no enmity between us and sin, then we are lost Then we cannot be saved. But repentance means we accept from God that enmity that He has placed between us and sin, between us and Satan, between us and Satan's offspring. Let it be. Let there be war between us and sin, between us and evil, between the truth we believe and the lies we hear between the grace that we drink of from God each day and the sin that overflows in the world. Now that's what this feast is about. It's not simply about a favor that God gave to Mary. It's about a victory that God gives to us. Because, brothers and sisters, the favor he gave to Mary was all about Christ, her Son. It was all about Christ, her Son. We said in the opening prayer today that... God preserved Mary from sin, looking ahead to the death of his son on the cross. If you heard the, listen to the prayer carefully. That's what it said. It said, Lord, you saw in advance the death of Christ. Remember, because God is in, in eternity. He jumped into time as well. But God is, is, sees everything at once from one end of eternity to the other. We can't even begin to imagine that. And so he knew exactly what was going to happen. He saw, and he sees today, every day of our future. That's why we should always be at peace, because God is already in our future. Believe me, he'll uh, he'll enable us to deal with it. And so he said, okay, I know that through the death of Christ, we are going to abolish sin, we're going to abolish death. You see, when God deals with his own mother, his own human mother, he always hurries up. He does things quick for his mother. So he preserved her from sin from her very conception. That's what the Immaculate Conception is. It's the conception of Mary in the womb of her parents, who were saints Joachim and Anne. But he did it through Christ. He doesn't give Mary some kind of alternate Savior. Mary says herself in the Magnificat, My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Except that he saves her early. He hurries up when it comes to, to his mother just like he hurried up in letting her hear Christ imagine this Jesus preached to the world for approximately three years and we preserved many of his words but not all of them in the Gospels John tells us if we were to preserve them all the world wouldn't be able to contain all the books but imagine the things she heard from Jesus over the 30 years 10 times the amount of time when he was there with Mary and Joseph in Nazareth growing up being obedient to them learning the trade as tradition tells us, learning the trade of Joseph the carpenter. The conversations. Can you imagine them all? Mary heard it first. And then he hurried up in terms of giving her the victory over death, the physical victory. And that's what the assumption is all about. It's not about Mary being a different Savior, taking something away from Jesus. Just the opposite. This highlights the victory of Jesus. It leads us to Jesus. Okay. So that's number one. The enmity between us and sin, furthermore, is an enmity that leads us to victory over sin. Because if the Immaculate Conception teaches us anything, it's that the God who loves us more than we love ourselves more than anybody does, has also chosen us in advance and this is where the second reading comes in he says he blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavens and chose us before the foundation of the world when were you chosen to believe in Christ when your parents first introduced him to you or on the day that you were baptized By the way, we should celebrate the day of our baptism. If you don't know offhand what day that was, look it up in the records of the church where you were baptized and celebrate that as a day each year to rejoice in this choosing, this destining us for adoption that Paul talks about to the Ephesians. No, it wasn't on any of those days, however, that God first decided that you would be a follower of His Son, that you would be set free from your sins by the waters of baptism. You know when it was decided that you would be a disciple, a son or daughter of God? It was decided for as long as God has been God. It's been decided from all eternity. There was never a time that it wasn't decided because God chose you and me in Him before the foundation of of the world. And that that makes it a little bit less surprising, doesn't it, that God would do this for his mother. Now some people scratch their heads, oh, why are you saying Mary's immaculately conceived? He chose you before the world began. He just decided to do a little bit more for Mary, a little bit more in advance. Well, my goodness, after all, she's his mother. It's really not hard for us to understand. It's not hard for us to understand. He chose us before the world began. Brothers and sisters, we can conquer the power of sin. We can conquer the power of sin. God doesn't give us, doesn't allow us a temptation without giving us the grace to overcome it. Paul makes this very clear when he writes to the Corinthians. And the Immaculate Conception reminds us of this. If we were chosen in Him from all eternity, if we are called to be spiritually perfected so that we can see God face to face someday, well then have no doubt, He will crush your head while you strike at His heel, God said to Satan in relation to Christ. And we are the body of Christ. If we've been incorporated into Christ by baptism, We have victory over sin. And brothers and sisters, that also means that we have victory not only over the sins in us that we personally commit, but the sins in the world, the evils around us. We cannot look at these evils and scratch our heads and wonder if, when, or how we will overcome them. We look at these evils and declare that in Christ Jesus, they have already been overcome. And this ties in, of course, with the Advent hope. This solemnity comes to us in the midst of the the Advent hope. If Christ is coming, then the solution and the victory over the evils of the world is coming. And that's what gives us strength To fight against them even now. When we think about this, we think of that primordial, fundamental evil of child killing, which we have to fight against with more clarity, with more perseverance, with more determination, with more focus, and with more priority than we ever have in the past. We in the pro-life effort, and all of us need to be involved in this effort, need to say that all the work we've done in the past has been By comparison, child's play, if we can use that term, comparison to what starts today, what starts now, in this effort to come against the killing of children by abortion. And brothers and sisters, when we celebrate the Immaculate Conception, we are celebrating the patronal feast day of the United States of America. Think about this for a moment. Mary, under this title of the Immaculate Conception, is patroness of the United States of America. We're going to have in the United States of America more dark days to come because of destructive policies imposed on this country through the Democrat Party. Inflation, has it been a problem for you? It'll get worse. The crisis at the border and people being shipped into communities in every state of the nation, every state of the nation, has become a border state. People with ter- on terrorist watch lists and with evil intent and violent gangs and people infected and infested with all kinds of diseases, known and unknown, it's going to get worse. Crime in our communities, the disrespect for police, the defunding of police, it's going to get worse. And as it gets worse, we've got to pray for the awakening of the consciences of the voters to realize that the evil they're suffering is because of the very people they elected. Anybody that voted for Democrats, including the other day in Georgia, in the runoff election, owes an apology to the rest of us. And those who were elected that have that D after their name owe a profound apology to the rest of us. And America, we turn to Mary and we say, You were victorious over sin. Please help us as a nation to be victorious over the sins that have been committed. The sins that have been committed with the funding of abortion. The sins that have been committed with the destruction of our border, the sins that have been committed, with the weakening of our military and of our police and of our reputation throughout the world. These are sins, brothers and sisters. We can't be lamenting all these terrible things and then saying, oh, but we can't talk about sin, we can't talk about sin. Yes, we can. Yes, we will. Because that's the truth. We've got to repent. We've got to repent of the evils that are not only affecting us personally and privately but affecting us in the policies and in the elections and in the laws and in the courts. She is the patronal feast of, uh, the patron of the United States of America. This is the patronal feast of the United States of America. This happens in the context of the enmity God has placed between us and sin And the victory he has declared in that battle. And therefore it takes place in the context of the great hope that Advent brings. Let us rejoice in all of this today. Let this feast bring you more vigor. Vigor in your own battle against sin. Vigor in your battle against the evils in the world. Vigor in your efforts and ours together to save and restore this nation. Because we will. The promise God gives of victory through Christ given to us through Mary is a promise we take hold of today for ourselves personally and for our nation. Mary, conceived without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee and let us rejoice in this victory